This is Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Des Piercy, a weekly Hendricks County Icon podcast presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Robin Brangard, Town Council President for Plainfield. Robin, Plainfield, how you doing? Indiana. I'm doing great. And how about yourself? Not not too bad at all. Good. That's right. Plainfield, Indiana. We want to make sure that there are so many Plainfields. Yes. Well, there are. There really are. It, it's very. You have to be very specific on Google. In fact, I'm told there's another Plainfield in Indiana, and I'm not haven't been able to track it down yet. But well, get a lawyer on that. Yeah. right away. <laughs> how are you today? I'm good. Good. I, sunny day. You have to be good. It's not too bad at all. Uh, so, lots going on with Plainfield. Where would you like to start? Well, you went to, just did the twenty-two million dollar performing arts, arts center. center. Well, we could start with uh, where the real real development started for the downtown. Yeah. Okay. Area with the parking structure, which we opened earlier this year with two hundred and fifty parking spaces. Wow. Trying to. Uh, get ahead of growth and, and have that available and huh. is there a lot more planned well the part the performing arts, arts center well then we can move over to the uh, new government center right which is under construction right and that's and i think uh, town employees were supposed to move into that in spring of uh, 22 so uh, well then where's the performing arts center going then, is it on the same property Yes, the uh, current town hall uh-huh. will be uh, demolished when okay. the uh, new uh, government center is in operation, and then we'll build the performing arts center on that property right next to the town hall. In fact, they will be connected. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, how big is that performing arts center? How many people are going to be there? We are building it with a 600-seat auditorium. And there'll be some meeting space, and it's uh, it's going to be quite a nice facility, and it should serve the needs of the area. How uh, how long you been on the council? How long have I been on the council? Since uh, I think I came on in January 1980, so that makes this what uh, 42 years. 42. What prompted you to want to be involved in the town government? <clears throat> I always laugh. It's kind of foot and mouth disease. Uh, no, I was a member of the Lions Club, and we had a booth next to the uh, Republican uh, booth at one of the uh, fairs, and I turned to the uh, precinct committeeman, and I says, well, what does it take to become, get involved in the town? I said, you know, I've lived here most of my life, and I think I'd like to get involved someday, and Someday. Sure enough, the next uh, election cycle, he called and said, would you like to run for town council? <laughs> what appealed to you? What appealed to you about that? Uh, the chance to do something? Were you fact, mad? Were you angry? No, no. It's, uh, I, I did it because I felt like I could wanted to do something to help the town and you know see it grow. And quite frankly, I thought one term would be enough. But I found out you're only beginning to learn yeah. in one term. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of has moved along. Every, several times I said, I think I'll move on, and I'm told, no, you're not, so I'm still there. <clears throat> so let's, but it's, but it's, yeah. in, it's been an enjoyable time. 
January of 1980. What were you doing in January of 1980, Gus? <laughs> dare, dare I ask? I, I was uh, high school. Yeah. Me too. High school, and I was uh, I lived in Belleville, so Plainfield was my lifeline to you know anything. And uh, in 1980, uh, the cruise, the cruising strip was around the McDonald's over there by Lofner's Cafeteria. There yes. was still an Indiana Boys School, mm-hmm. right? Right, and. Um, uh, you know, I was thinking today while I was preparing myself for this interview, those those uh, big rocks, the big the big stone letters that said Indiana and Boys School. Cool. Yes. And uh, the um, Carter's Root Beer Stand wasn't there anymore, Never. but <laughs> it was there when I first moved to Belleville. Yes. I love that place. That was a good place. That was a great place where where the uh, restaurant is right next to the to the creek. Mm-hmm. Um there was a, a a root beer stand like an A&W and mm-hmm. man they had great conies. Uh yes. And, <laughs> and the downtown was kind of the thing but public service was kind of like where the center of the town was. Kind of, yes. The uh actually 1980 Still had a pretty viable downtown yeah. area. Yeah. And until, you know, things started growing up on the east side, but the uh, the, the downtown was still place. So I'm trying to remember, I think there was still a market down there. Yeah. Neighborhood type market. Right. Right, and that was, and there was a lot of activity down uh, downtown, and and it, there was nothing past McDonald's there at two sixty seven. Really, two sixty seven was pretty. That was the edge of town. What what is it now? Quaker Boulevard. Quaker Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. that was two sixty seven, and that was the end of town. It was after you passed that. The next thing you saw was Bridgeport. Yes, because it was all it, farmland. All wasn't farmland. It? All farmland. So, so what was your vision, and how much of it? Uh, <laughs> how much of it have you been able to accomplish? I think the the, the vision evolved, and as it uh, kind of worked out from what I looked at, and everybody kind of agreed with, if we were going to do it industrial, it would be east of two sixty seven. Keep it away from the housing, and have the housing west of 267 and you know some retail to serve the housing and to keep the two separated and that has worked pretty well although mm-hmm. you know we've got the mall out there now and other retail right but it uh, it all works together and uh so 1980 there were no warehouses out on quaker boulevard right there were no warehouses there was a fire station maybe yes and i think that was oh and a marsh supermarket down there um so give me an idea because so then you must have been responsible or the council that was responsible for hiring rich carlucci right that's correct. And That's correct. that was a very magical collaboration. That uh, worked out very well. We hired him about 1988, I believe it was. And uh, again, it uh, was a case of we all worked as a team, the town manager and the council and uh, the rest of the staff. And that's kind of where 
you know, Plainfield is blessed. We've got a lot of long-term employees. We don't have a lot of turnover. Yeah. So uh, we, we have a, a vision and uh, something to work towards, and we all work towards it. I, I might add that uh, in the late 80s, and what kicked off the industrial side of it, the town council, we were looking for something we realized we need to increase the tax base if we wanted to accomplish anything. And then the airport came along and they start, were starting to buy up property and one of the planners at the airport said, Plainfield won't exist in 20 years. <laughs> oh, and, wow. And uh, so we didn't agree with that. So we were lucky to have a developer come in and start developing the land out there. And now you got, what, over 40 million square feet of distribution. Distribution. And manufacturing out there. And that was the, I mean, that was from the beginning. That was the original intent was distribution, right? Yes, Cause it was. Because it, it was so close to the airport. It's close I mean, to the airport and it's clean. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and that changed. I mean, that changed everything. It did. It did. Uh, it completely changed the town, um, and you're right. There, you do keep it mostly across uh, Quaker Boulevard, and um, but it's amazing to me that all these things have come up since you've been council president. When did you first get to be president? How many terms did you do before you got to be president? Uh, we used to when I went on, we'd serve. Two years. Every year we re-elect how the council is going to be managed. But okay. It used to go every two years we'd switch. And about 1992, a decision was made to keep trying to keep continuity in dealing with uh, the public and also dealing with the developers. So I've been there ever since. <laughs> I guess I managed to run a decent meeting. But that's <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, you guys do run pretty quick meetings because you got so much going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really have a lot going on. Tell me about Made at Plainfield, the education Made center. At, uh, Made at Plainfield, I kind of laugh. I said everybody talks about the, you know developing and redeveloping the workforce, and we're the only ones doing anything about it. That's right. But the I was in a meeting at the superintendent's office, and he came out of a meeting and said, I need to see you. So we sat down, and he had just got out of a meeting with Ivy Tech and Vincennes and said, hey, they need to uh, link together and work together. He says, how can we make that happen? Because, you know, there's quite a number of students that were sent to Area 31. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how can we keep that closer to home so they don't have to go so far? And so that's where it started at. And I got uh, Andrew Clinger, Clinger, the town manager, town manager, involved with it. And I said, let's go make this happen. And, again, we developed the, uh, a team to go look at it and bring back uh, ideas. And it's uh, going to... Good collaboration with the universities and the uh, and the school, right? And we'll uh, we'll open for classes in the fall. So, 
You are listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Robin Brangard, Plainfield Town Council President. Since 1992. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Made at Plainfield yeah. is going to be this building, and it's going to house uh, Ivy Tech, a bunch of universities. It's going to be right next to Plainfield High, High School. School. It's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be wonderful. Uh, right, and we have... Uh, well, Homeland Security is moving offices out there in training. So get out. So we, it'll be safe got, too. It'll be safe. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, it's it's uh, what we looked at. We wanted to develop a facility that could take the recent high school graduate on up to somebody in the workforce who needs more training, and have it set so, as I say, you could jump on and off your training as you your career advances. And you don't have to go downtown Indianapolis or up on the north side. So it's, uh, uh, I think it, it's going to work out well. Hmm. And then, of course, all the building that you're doing. Is there anything left? How much How much land do you have left in Plainfield? Is there any annexable land? Or uh, I just read about the Moon Road 70 connector. connector. Yes. We did a, uh, we'll talk to that. Uh, okay. We did a... a uh, transportation study because we realized we need another exit west of Plainfield on 70 and so we had a company come in and do a study and they came back and they recommended the Moon Road 70 where the bridge is at to uh, yeah. create a intersection there or so we'll, we'll see how that works out. That's in the future. That's, that's a, quite a few years in the yes. future, right? I mean, I mean that's not anywhere near one of the things that uh, Plainfield does well, we do a lot of planning, and then we implement the plan. And over the years, when uh, grants become available or there's money becomes available, we have a plan, so we can usually go after that money, and we've been pretty successful in, in getting it. It just seems progressive to some of the um, other communities. Um, is, do you feel like it's progressive? I mean, I know that's kind of a loaded word, but... You know, it it's depends upon how you think of progressive. Mm -hmm. um, before you'll answer the question? Before... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, it, it, you know, we have done a lot. We look forward. Our planning goes out 25-plus years mm -hmm. to uh, so we can plan ahead and try and be ready. I think the key is that... Uh, Growth is going to happen whether you want it or not, so you better be ready for it. And that's kind of what we've tried to do. Our, our road networks are set up in town. If a road closes, there's another option to get somewhere. So it, when uh, Quaker Boulevard was under construction, they had that closed. People were still able to get to the other side. Right. So, yeah, it, it's uh, our road network is is good, but... You know, a lot of people think progressive is out spending money everywhere you go. And uh, like I say, we do planning and we try and do partnerships. And it uh, it, work, it has worked out well. The, we've kept the tax rate relatively stable and low compared to most places. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, again, that's because we're able to do it with the industrial. Right. And you've got there. that 3%. 3%, right. Yeah, and that's that's the key to it and 40 million square feet can help right? can help yes <laughs> yes 
Is there a lot of turnover out there? Are you concerned about the turnover? And and are you still? Are you guys? You guys were for a long time, like. Uh, uh, doing the abatement thing in yes. order to get, are you still doing a lot of that or is it kind of slowed down? No, we're still doing abatements. Okay. It's, uh, again, there's things we like to see out there that sometimes you have to, well, you have to actually, anytime, you have to compete. So that's that's how the town can compete with this, is with abatements. Okay, okay. And yeah, there's still, contrary to what some people think, there's still developable land on the east side. Is there really? And, and then right along the south side of 70. So it's, we're, we're, yeah, it's getting close, but we're not there yet. Where do you, uh, where, what are you hearing about where the next big growth spurt is in Plainfield? Is it along Quaker Boulevard south of 70? I think the, from a housing standpoint, it's west of course. and southwest. Yeah, yeah. That quadrant is, and that's far enough away from the airport. It is, it is. And actually it's, uh, you know, we've got one develop, most developments when they start, they think you're going to take several years, but they build out quick and there's waiting lists. So it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a good position to be. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, how, how much longer, I mean, since 1980, how much longer are you going to be doing this? Have you made any announcements about this? I have not made any announcements. Well, here's a good place to do it, do right, it here. right here. And all, all I'm going to say in that direction is <laughs> as long as the people want me, I'll probably be there. As my wife says, you've got to be doing something. So <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't want you hanging around yeah, at home, she right? Says she, especially on Monday <laughs> nights. She likes her Monday nights. <laughs> How many meetings are you going to a week in order to do this? Now you you oh, you, you are retired from your what you were what business were you in? I'm I worked sorry. for Allison Transmission General Motors for forty five years. Okay. But and, you're done with that, right? And yeah, retired fourteen years ago. Wow. Sort of. Sort of. You can go back in every once in a while. No, I don't go back in, but the town keeps me busy that's at least forty hours a week. But that's Oh yeah. Yeah. And what's that? Because that's what two hours at a council meeting. What else are you? Yeah, doing? two hours at a council meeting, but you probably have eight hours preparation for it. Uh huh. Because uh, the staff does a pretty good job of keeping the council members informed of what we need to know and about what's going on and what's coming and and things. So there's a lot of uh, reading material before the meetings. But uh, you know, I'm involved. We have the meetings essentially every Monday night, the council meeting and the plan commission. There's one Monday night that's open. i got to be careful saying that because somebody will try. Somebody try to put a meeting in there, right. yeah. But, uh, you know, throughout the day, I, I'm involved with uh, the Indy Partnership and the Indy Chamber. Hmm. I'm on some of their committees because it's uh, – uh, we, we, we have to look at things regionally. We can't sit there with our blinders on thinking we're the only thing out here going on. But and you don't mean just in roads or you mean in development and economic development? development. De yes. And made at Plainfield is going to be a regional thing, right? That's correct. And, um, I mean, like you said, you're the only one doing anything for workforce development, oh. which I think is great because that's a need. It is. That's a super need, it right? It was uh, 
You are listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Robin Brangard, the uh, town council president for Plainfield. And it's it's just I it's like I said I grew up sort of next to Plainfield and uh, it's amazing how it's changed and there seemed to be that that twist when the industry came in when the when the warehouses came in yeah. that 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 just sort of was a turning point and then I really thought the whole park development along the creek I, yes. I thought that was beautiful and what you guys did with the bridge there over into the area what used to be the boys school you know mm -hmm. where charles manson used to play yeah. and oh yeah yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh but you, you, you know we have done a good job of utilizing the whitely creek to our advantage and the uh, citizens advantage um we've got practically all our parks parks are close to it or have access to it sure and uh, several years ago after a flood we went in there and uh, rebuilt the creek banks yeah and so it's uh we've cleaned that up and of course township has hummel park mm -hmm. and then south of hummer hummel park on uh, south of hadley road we've acquired the hawk rider farm down there so we are going to create another park and probably ball fields awesome. down there so it's uh that's great and those bridges are pretty cool too i mean those bridges over the creek, creek. Uh, that was a big change really i mean that was in uh good change for the town so uh doesn't sound like you made any mistakes oh <laughs> did you make any mistakes? Any, any, Would you, was anybody, there anything you could take back <laughs> Anybody that does anything, you're going to make mistakes. If you're not making mistakes, you're not doing anything. And that's, uh, no, we, we've made mistakes along the way, and we've learned to live with it or correct it. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, we try and learn from it. Right, right. Uh, a lot of turnover in the council, uh, but are you, um, uh, with the staff and everything like that, are they giving you what you need as far as going through with the town and everything and building up to that? The staff is uh, doing very well and works very well with the with the council. And I think the one of the successes from Plainfield is, by and large, the elected officials are there to make the town better. Hmm. They haven't they haven't uh, gone out and ran. And got elected before what I call one issue person. Yeah. And I, so I, I, that's one of the things that impresses me. You guys are pretty prepared for your meetings and you're pretty prepared and at least knowledgeable about what needs to be done. I'm sure there's some dissension every once in a while, but at least you guys know what you're doing before you be, before you get there. At least you know about the issue and then you can talk about it if, at that right. point. What happened to the downtown? What happened to the downtown and why does it need to be rebuilt? What it just sort of died. I think Plainfield's downtown was no different than many. With the advent of uh, everybody having cars or multiple cars, you could go to the to the malls, the regional malls, and shop and uh, buy whatever you wanted or needed. So uh, people kind of avoided the downtown and. 
you know, downtown is a uh, is a linchpin of the community. So we are back trying to get it rebuilt. I mean, the Pruitt Theater, as a kid, used to go there. Sure. And as I grew up, uh, I used to work for uh, Bob Blanton at a standard station. And working there, I got to work on his farm. And also, he managed the theater, so I got to work at the theater. <laughs> and so, you know, there's... It's an interesting progression, but over time, uh, people quit going to the movies, and and we've uh, that seems to be turning around. The a group of uh, has is working with the town to revitalize the theater and talk turn it into a restaurant uh, entertainment complex. Oh yeah, complex. an entertainment complex. So, oh yeah. So you guys own that now, right? We own it. The town owns it. Yes. Yeah, you guys bought it and uh, so what uh, and and then is that going to compete with the performing arts? I mean, I, so the performing arts center and everything will be bringing stuff downtown. Down. Yes. And, and and again you that's part of the decision of uh, doing the performing arts center you know we originally were on track to approve the new government center and that and the performing arts center at the same time and we kind of with the covid situation what it did the economy we kind of stepped back and said we want to do another do some more research to make sure the entertainment industry is still going to be there if we build this and uh, the study came back and said yes it will and it's viable and so we went ahead and approved it but we also look it's going to build the downtown area it should bring things to the downtown area much like the barlow apartments build a new apartment yeah. complex right 114 units and it uh, it leased out before it was finished wow so uh it's uh, the downtown is viable millennials like that walking atmosphere walking. and walking to their you know downtown and walking to do their right. restaurants and their shopping and stuff like that it, it, you know i'm saying you, you mentioned that and that's you know plainfield's got over 20 miles of trail yeah and, and right walkability and we and we've tried to uh, link all the housing to the trail system so you can move around. That's I always laugh. The first trail we put in, people were walking behind the uh, the, the, the roller as they were rolling the, the surface. So <laughs> it was. You were listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Robin Brangard, the town council president for Plainfield. Robin, uh, parting shot, anything that we've not discussed uh, that you'd like to get off your mind um you got an agenda <laughs> <laughs> no i don't have an agenda i That's knew you a, didn't uh I, you know i don't I, I i laugh early in my career i went through a dale carnegie course so did i and and what i learned there is you speak from what you know yeah and as you say i don't i don't like having in a, a written statement I like to speak from what I know, and I can tell when people are reading something or they've memorized it and are going through it. But again, I'm uh, got to stay informed. Yeah, 
So I know halfway what I'm talking about, but I'm also open. If I mess up, tell me. I'll correct it. Sure. So Absolutely. Robin, thank you so much for all you do for Plainfield and really all of Hendricks County. Um, I know you put a lot of lot of hard work into this. It's very evident to to me, at least, that you you put a lot of effort into this. Thank you so much. Right. Can't well, wait till that you. performing arts center yes. gets open. Yes. That'll be awesome.